Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with the last episode of the Next 7 Days series. We're going to go back to regular scheduled episodes. I have a ton of people that have asked to come on the show, um, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I got a list of people that want to come on. I'm going to start knocking them out and making it good on the word that I said I'd have everybody on um, that been asking why I had this series going on during season here, but... We're talking with Clint McCoy this week, um, and it's gun season, baby. Um, I'm ready to kill. Uh, Clint's ready to kill. I know he's been having a hell of a year just like me this year. Uh, but let's get into the people that make this possible, get into the show. Starting off with Exodus. Um, if you guys have been listening to the Rutcation podcast series, you've been hearing me talk about this Black Friday sale. So here it is. All right, it's time to talk about Exodus. If you're not familiar with good friends over at Exodus, they've been – trailblazing the outdoor space with their top-level products, content, and, of course, all backed with some of the best customer service in the market. Over the last seven years, Exodus has consistently shown they built quality trail cams that flat-out work. Of course, the best trail cam warranty, period. Every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with theft and damage coverage. Yes, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exodus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because their cameras are already built to last. I got word that they're gearing up for their Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale. Um, it's without a doubt going to be the best savings of the year. Last their year, their sale closed out within an hour. And I want to tell you to go to their website and sign up for the newsletter so you know exactly when it goes live. You won't want to miss um, these entire site-wide savings, including the new tailor-built MMT Arrows, and the industry-leading Verizon 4G LTE cell cameras and all trail camera accessories. 
If you don't know about the Exodus Advantage, let me tell you these three things. Five-year no BS warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and best-in-class customer service. Head over to the website, exodusoutdoorgear.com. Sign up for their newsletter to get some of the best savings of the year and support the folks that keep this show running. Um, appreciate Exodus. Um, they've been with me for years and years and years. Um, actually, from I think maybe a year in, they started supporting us. Um, so huge shout-out to them. And like I said, follow that newsletter. You get that Black Friday. I've been telling you to save your pennies. It's going to be the best uh, savings of the year on the ta- the arrows and the trail cams. And I'll definitely probably be taking advantage of the arrow sale. Um, that they got going on. I'm getting into the Afflictor Broadheads. Um, Afflictor um, is based out of Texas, if you guys didn't know. I've been shooting them all year, um, and they actually hand-build every one of them in Texas there um, and test them right there in Texas. I switched to the fixed blade this year and uh, been really enjoying um, how it flies. If you like me, I've had trouble with uh, fixed blade tuning my bows to those fixed blade broadheads to get past that 40 yard mark that 40 50 with that uh, k2 i didn't have to do hardly any tuning at all um and it was flying true out there um at that 40 50 60 yard range so real easy swap there to shoot a fixed blade and i know a lot of buddies that shot deer in the shoulder this year and the story goes on where they say man i'm switching to a fixed blade now because uh i can't i can't handle it um losing another deer um, and getting into 330 Archery, good buddy over there, Tony. Um, be looking out for us to work in hopefully next year together. Um, if you need a new bowstring, look up 330archery.com. He's got a weak turnaround right now. Um, if, if you, you know, you're wanting to, you know, get a secondary bow in case something happens to your bow, you got an old bow laying around, maybe you want to get set up for your wife or your kids and you want to get a new string on it. Um, he's he's real solid dude, and he's going to hook you up with the best spring on the market for a really reasonable price with a quick turnaround. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Uh, let's get in and talk to Clint, one of my favorite guests, um, and uh, let's hear a little bit about uh, loud bow season. Here we go. All right, we got Clint McCoy on the line, and it is absolute go time, boys. November sixteenth through the twenty third. It's it's the it's the time of the loud bows. And we got Clint McCoy on to tell us how to get it done. How's it going tonight, brother? Good, guys. I'm glad to be part of the Loud Bow Clan with everybody. I, yeah. I, love, I love gun season, baby. Uh, when we were, when me and Homie were talking about who we wanted to have on this series, your name got brought up. Um, one one thing we we said earlier on this year was, you know, we've been podcasting for a while, and um, we've had some people on just to, to get numbers or to, to do well. And we're like, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to have on people that we want to talk to. And if the people want to listen, they can listen. So when we were going through the list of names, you were one of the top on the list. And um, we kind of had you on the gun season. Homie had mentioned me like, man, he kills a lot of deer around this time of year. <laughs> and uh, I gave you the options, you know, and I was like, man, I hope he picks. And then you end up picking the right one. I was like, man, this is working out perfect. But uh, um, just to get us started, do a brief description of who you are and uh, some of your success that you've had and during this time of the year. Yeah, guys. Hey, I'm a veterinarian by trade. I see dogs and cats and cows and horses and stuff for a living. But in the off season, we're we're well. There's no off season. It's 365 days, and we're not in the office. We're family and I are chasing chasing big Illinois deer. And that's kind of in a nutshell what we do. It's a 
it's a 365 day a year deal minus about a month of turkey hunting, but uh, that's, that's kind of who we are here. I'll do it yourself. It was, you know, nice. Um, the 16th through the 23rd, uh, I know you and your families had a ton of success during uh, this time of year. Just what is, what's some of the, your favorite bucks from this time of the year that you can think of? I got to tell you, like one of my absolute, like we know gun season starts in Illinois right around now and a lot of States, their gun seasons are open. And I, I feel like, um, you know, I, I think after November the 15th ish in my home area, you're just eking past the peak of the rut. You're right at the apex, just heading towards the downside of, uh, you know, peak breeding. But as, as the further we get from the 16th towards, um, uh, basically Thanksgiving, you're seeing a big supply of, of bucks willing to breed, but a lower supply of does. And you see those big breeding parties. My absolute favorite uh, was a gun hunt. My wife and I went on uh, opening day gun. We found a breeding party, four or five uh, bucks. One in particular was a big bastard that we knew about. And he, they all went into this tiny little woodlot we could see right after first light. And after all the other trucks started moving on the highway and leaving, and everybody else was going back home for, you know, after opening morning, we slipped in there and put a belly crawl on him and I killed him. It was awesome. It was total euphoria. Now it was with a shotgun, but you can do some really cool shit. If you use your bow hunter's mind with a firearm, you, you know, um, and, and that was absolutely, I was with a wife and we put, like we were in, we put a, like a four and a half, five hour stock on this thing too. It's a little crummy woodlot. And we got in there through a creek system and just got in amongst them. And the shit we saw and having her beside me, just to absorb all that was, it was so awesome. Uh, absolute favorite whitetail hunt ever. Nice. So during this timeline, um, if you could pick a perfect day, perfect condition, you're in the perfect stand, what, what would that be? Oh, easy. Um, so... I want it to be just a pinch above freezing so the leaves aren't frozen and super loud when I walk in. So I like it like 35, nice bluebird day, not a cloud in the sky, um, seven to 10 mile an hour wind, absolutely perfect. Nice. And what would you, what was your stand location be? Uh, the, uh, if I had to go to a stand site uh, this time of year, um, one of two plays I might make morning play, probably going to get adjacent to doe bedding, uh, downwind side um, of doe bedding, and or maybe try and hit some scrapes of the interior this week, especially if they've got any relationship to doe bedding. Um, and I would probably do those morning through all day or on the flip side, if I need to squeeze an evening hunt in somewhere, it's probably going to be over a food. A, a, a shelled cornfield with hoping to absorb some does uh, as traffic and maybe bring a shooter that's in the area. Those a couple things I'll do. I'm, uh, I'm really glad you said a bluebird day because I'm a huge fan of the, of the bluebird days. I know some people kind of like the overcast type days, but I really love them bluebird days. I, it just, it's just like when you wake up in the morning and it's nice and sunny out, you just feel a little bit better. And I think it's the same way with the deer. Like they just kind of react a little bit better when it is um, the bright conditions out. 
I agree with that. And it's a lot of fun sitting in weather like that too. You know, like I'm not above sitting in miserable, shitty conditions, but like if you're on vacation, man, it's, if it's 45 degrees and it's nice and sunny and gorgeous out, leaves are changed and, and right now probably drop by now, but it's a, man, it's the best time of the year, man. Go take advantage yeah. of it. So uh, you kind of mentioned there on your, on your favorite hunt, but it, it is gun season here in a lot of states. Is that going to change the way that you hunt? Or are you going to take that back approach or are you still going to be in the timber trying to get it done and get close to some of these doe bedding areas? You know, it all depends on what I need for a certain target buck. Um, I, I like to, first thing I like to know during gun season and right after, and I, I I think this week after gun season here at home in Illinois gets uh, slept on. You can have some banger hunts the week of, of uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, but you got to keep in mind during this time period, the doe supply of receptivity is dwindling. You've still got a high susceptible or a high uh, population of bucks willing to breed. So I feel like sometimes people mislabel this like third week of November is up. It's the peak they're up because they see these breeding parties. Eh, that's not the case. They're just seeing lots of bucks needing to breed one of some of those last few does, but you can take advantage of this. Um, and, and it's by, like you said, hunting doe, but near doe bedding, um, those bucks are going to be up on their feet, fresh in interior scrapes. Um, they're, they're going to be checking out where can I find my last breeder? Where can I get, where I get another one because they're still in that mode. And, and so I think keying in on those this time of year, it's super helpful, but don't sleep on some historical, uh, you know, some historical buck bedding starts to, I feel like pick back up this time of year. Um, it's just super dependent. It's just super dependent. During, uh, during this time of the year, I know you, uh, you were talking about that buck going to a small outlet woodlot and that's something that we see. Um, a lot. Do you focus on any of those small overlook spots this time of year or are you going uh, Yeah, dude, I love them. I love making my living in little knot holes that people drive by every day. It's phenomenal. Like it's sometimes <laughs> they, they turn out as feast or famine hunts sometimes and you got to take the good with the bad in these little potholes of timber that are, you know, four acres, seven acres, eight acres, little bitty patches out on the prairie like this. If you can get in amongst them, especially if it's firearm season, you can still hunt through it with the wind in your favor. It's deadly as hell. Absolutely deadly. Because you find those bucks sometimes will sequester a breeder doe up into spots like that. And you can be, I've been still hunting through small patches like this. And then all of a sudden, whoop, here comes one running in from the wide open field. You know, it's, it's, it can be chaos this time of year. Um, so in those little tiny potholes, I feel like they can sometimes receive some of that chaos. You know what I mean? We, we see I the also, same thing. I was going to say, I also think that, um, you know, just like you said, it, it can be chaos. And some of these hunts at this time frame could be um, high risk, high reward. And um, you just have to kind of go into the hunt knowing that, like, I might not see four deer. But if I see one deer, it's going to be the deer that I want. And that's when it can pay off big. And this is a time frame where you can do that, I think. Like, you, you might have tried all your bag of tricks and, you know, you got one shot to, to throw out there. And um, I think this is a good time to do that. Yeah, I think you're right, homie. I think now if, if you haven't tagged a buck, 
or you're you're still working with your target buck and nothing's worked yet, mix it up with him. Like really correct. I mean, you might as well. You need to ratchet up your aggression on him. And, and that's what I'll do a lot. Um, I, I Again, I like still hunting with a firearm. That's a lot of fun, especially if I'm in a buck's core area that I know houses some does. And, and it, it, it makes for really fun hunts. But man, during the once, once gun season fades and bow season comes back in during this time period, you can still have a lot of mature bucks up on their feet during the midday. I can't tell you how many photos and videos I've got on trail camera over the years of bucks on Thanksgiving day in the middle of the morning, in the middle of the day, hitting interior scrapes with their nose to the wind. They're out looking, you know, so it's a great time of year to be hunting. I like it because here in Illinois, um, you know, once you get through your first three-day uh, weekend of firearm, pretty much human pressure stops. Like, everybody's done with their rutcation, you know. Granted, you've had a bunch of human intrusion and pressure, but it shuts off big time right after gun season, and you can still have really good hunts if you know where to look. If, you know, if you're looking at areas that have gotten minimal gun pressure, you know there's going to be hardly any pressure around now. Um, and I think that uh, Thanksgiving uh, week, gosh, it can be such great bow hunting. Yeah, it's one of my favorite times. If I have a tag, I'm going, I'm going hard that week. And most working class guys like us normally get an extra day there. But like you said, I feel like they feel like uh, it's burned out because of gun season, which I think it's kind of the opposite. I feel like after that week, that second gun season, that's when it's burned out. Absolutely. You got, you got this sweet week in between where they're a little burger, but they're still really worried about the does. Then that next week, they're like, okay, this is enough pressure. We're going, we're, we're, we're low key till it gets cold. Yeah, um, I totally agree. So I feel I like agree. a lot of people sleep on this week right here where a lot of people shouldn't and they can connect on some, some of the biggest bucks I've ever seen is in this week in daylight. Like you get picture of these deer, but then something about this week, an absolute giant messes up and he's right in front of you. Yeah, I got, so, a ton of, I, I got a ton of trail camera video of one last year on uh, right on Thanksgiving Day, midday. And if one of us had been hunting in there that still had a tag, we'd have killed him. And it was a target buck we totally slept on. You know, and, and we kind of let our guard down after gun season a little bit. I, I was tagged out, still had some family that were willing to go. We got kind of passive. We should have pushed the gas, man. We, we should have been in there. Yep. And, I mean, last year, we literally had the drop time buck. I went out to hunt, and I ended up seeing another of our, our second target buck out there, Chris Cross. And I, I grunted him into 80 yards. And that was the Friday after thanksgiving like out there you know and two two of our deer that we know about there got well one got shot and the other one was damn close to getting it so um and cody's been saying since i've been around cody that that weekend's always um been killer and the more that i'm hunting that weekend it's it's becoming true man just like you said trail cams popping off encounters are there um there's always one giant that seems to slip up that Cody and I know about seems to slip up that weekend. And we, uh, we just got to be there. I feel like this week of like the 16th through Thanksgiving day is very analogous to the 
very last few days in October and the first few days in November. If you're riding the incline earlier in the year to peak rut, and now we're riding that decline, but we're still in the hot shit. You know what I mean? You're still mm-hmm. on either side of that apex. And I think bucks behave very similarly now in the week that we're discussing versus that last week, of October, first week of November time period. They're out seeking. Yeah, I agree. Now we're going to mix it up with some would you rather. Uh, would you rather hunt early October or late November? Uh, late November, hands down. Um, would you rather wow. have killed your have you would you rather have killed your buck before this week or do you still want to have your tag in your pocket this week uh i want to kill my buck on the last day of the season in january every year hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm the same way last year i didn't have a tag and it was torture now if you ask my wife if you ask my wife she wants me to kill my target buck Mm -hmm. way before now like way She's good with like October 20th. October 1st. Let's pack yeah. it up. <laughs> pack it up. <laughs> All right. Would you rather shoot a booner or a five-year-old bully buck with three years of history? Oh, I'd love to knock the fire out of one of those bully bucks. <laughs> I, I do. Well, you know, statistically, my luck in shooting a booner ain't going to happen all that often, but it's great when it does. But I love getting one over on one of those sons of bitches that are just mean as hell and, and act like he's got an axe to grind with everybody. The ones that are breaking off, like, I, I've got this one bully buck that I, we still haven't killed him yet. He pissed me off. Um, he broke a three-year-old's rat off below the brow tines last year. He is mean <laughs> as a snake. He probably scores He probably scores 115, 120 tops. And I, I had him in my hip pocket last year before I tagged Wildside, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get him on camera. You know, I swung that camera on <laughs> there, and he totally dodged me, and it it made me so mad I wanted to wrap my bow around the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, bully, hands down. A lot more character, a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, All right, last, this, yeah. This week here, one. this week here, on the ground or in the stand? Uh, depends on the weapon. Uh, if I've got a hand, if I've got a hand cannon, I, I want to be on the ground. I, I kind of mixed it up last year. I, I went into a still hunt spot, um, or year before I should say, um, with a stand on my back and I killed that Dr. Brown buck. Um, just, it was a lot of fun trying that. Um, but I had made plans for the rest of the day that I was, once everybody cleared out, I was going to do some still hunting. So I had to mix it up. Um, but if it's bow, I got to be in tree. Uh, but I, if it's a gun, I love ground and pound stuff. I don't know why I'm not even good at it. Uh, but I just love trying it. I know every time you're posting stuff and I'm watching your hunt, I'm like, man, I wish I was bucked out. So I just go follow Clint around for a week. (laughs) looks like you're just out there having so much damn fun. Dude, that's the whole point. Like I take vacation because I love to do this and it's so much fun. Like if the wet, no kidding, if the weather is good enough to do it, I love slipping through the timber and bare feet on a still hunt with a gun. Like it's so awesome. I bring my boots, you know, but I, uh, gear tie into my pack if it's too damn loud and there's just something about it man it uh 
brings I, I you know, back. Well, I just know that there's not a lot of people who's willing to take a bunch of thorns to their feet to be deadly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's just cool to try old school shit because it works. Like you can be so stealthy in bare feet. If you don't know what's going to poke you, you're you're going to take an easier step. And it's I just love trying that ground and pound stuff. Yeah, you probably feel primitive as hell out there. You're going socks or no socks, bro? Uh, it depends on how wet it is. Oh, man, no socks out there? You are a wild man, bro. Um, well, I've got some. I always have some with me um, in the bottom of my pack. Um, but if it's super dry, no socks. And that's a really good way to get a toenail fungus from a creek bed. <laughs> I, I know, I'm, I'm serious. You ought to see my big toe. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, the only fans. One big toe is worth the bucks you killed last year, man. I tell it you is unusual. I can't get rid of it. And I know <laughs> it came from wet feet, wet, but like jungle foot. It was so gross. So, yeah, be careful. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the, the content. Um, this time of year when you're out there and you're doing that still hunting, uh, what, what kind of scouting are you doing? What kind of sign are you looking at that maybe you're going to strike on? You know, that's the whole point of doing some still hunting sometimes is, is eyeballing what else can be in there and i always like to find those interior scrapes that are adjacent to either a suspected doe bedding or b suspected buck travel and man if i can find those big hub scrapes and you know put a pin in it they come back with a camera later whether it's a winter or whatever and but uh, i like seeing that but i also like seeing big big fat tracks uh, especially fresh ones when i'm on a i'm on a still hunt I mean, you can look for rubs and stuff like that. I just find that so haphazard. But if I'm on foot and I'm looking down at the ground, I want to see a big old fat track that I'm running up against. Yeah, that's a great time to scout, man. You you kind of probably haven't been in there most, most of the year trying to lay low. Now you can get in there and actually see what signs been laid down. And if you're not successful this week, maybe it puts the pieces together for the weeks to come um, with just a little tidbit you pick up. Um, I know this time of the year, it seems like just from what I've watched, you're kind of bouncing around a lot, really doing some different tactics, hunting some different areas. Um, what are you doing? Is there anything that's influenced you to hunt somewhere past history? What are you really keying in on this time of year to pick your spots? Um, concentration of doe bedding with inside um, that's, that might be inside one of my target bucks areas. That is absolutely this time of year you don't necessarily have to hunt right in doe bedding. You can hunt crop fields that receive traffic from doe bedding and hope he drags along. Because again, you're, you're going to want him to slip up around a, a doe this time of year in search of the next potential breeder that are dwindling. So I feel like keying in on, on where you think the mass concentration of ladies are in that area. And it's got to be somewhere you can get in and out of without just tossing it. You know, just... Uh, I don't like the idea of running into a doe bedding area in the, in the early morning and just busting everything out of there. Some people say it doesn't matter. I say it does. Uh, I don't like it. I want to be in there totally covert, but if I can get in tight to some doe bedding and hang, and do all day hangs this week, a lot of guys do all day hangs through November. Don't sleep on, like I will go all day during gun season. If I have a tag to fill and it's November 16th, 17th, 18th, our Illinois gun season, I'm going to sit there all day. Or I may not sit in one spot, but I will be out under the 
I will be, I'll be out under the sun till daylight's over. You only get three days. Yeah, I know that's that's key, man. This it's tough to set it out, but like you said, you got so much more advantage with that with the gun. So those three days, you got to capitalize. And I feel like that first season for guns way better than second season. Just like you said, they're kind of like a light switch when this week's over. It's a you're hunting a different animal, damn near. So, uh, is there anything else, homie? You got? Uh, just what would be your number one tip for this week? No, mix it up. Have fun. It, see, the, the best part of the season, you haven't tagged yet. Don't sleep on it. Get up with positive attitude and go out and have fun. Just try some different stuff this time of year. Try some off-the-wall shit that you may not ever try. If you're after a target buck, you think he's still alive, you're, you know, the clock's ticking on, the, on, on your, your hunting season, go try some stuff. Be aggressive. Be super aggressive. All right, Clint, we appreciate you coming on, brother. Sure, guys. Good luck to you the rest of the season, man. Thank you for having me. All right, well, there you have it. Um, an awesome episode with Clint there. I was listening through this as I was editing it, and uh, that that uh, end quote there where he said, you know, try some radical stuff um, this time of year. I, I'm going to do that, man. I'm going to go in on the ground on that giant on public um, and, and try to make it happen. Something I'm not comfortable doing, but – I can get a lot more hunts in there if I don't lug that stand in and, and all the setup and everything quieter, um, work the wind more with not having the access to trees, um, and just go in there and have some fun. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I appreciate that comment there, Clint, if you're listening to this, um, I listened to this and you gave me some motivation, brother. You really did. So we're going to see how uh, gun season plans out for me. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to rip, I'm going to rip and do some radical stuff and, and try to get that big boy on the ground. Um, I just recorded my Ruckation podcast closure, and it kind of had low um, low motivation, um, you know, just because I struggled out there for the the rut and my vacation and had so many close calls, and then I listened to that, and I'm like, you got to get back in there. So I really appreciate you, Clint, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, get out there, whether it's gun season or not. Like you said, season's dwindling away, but there's still a lot of good time to kill a target buck. So get out there, try to do your best, try to have some fun. Always do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy, and White Tail Legacy is out until we're coming in your ear holes with a live full episode next Wednesday.